Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's go out to the Orion Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. They are truly supposed to be on convenient. Then we find ESPN's Dolphins reporter James Walker kind of joining us. Hey, James, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Hey, sorry to break up your story, Leroy. No, we good. Listen, I got them lined up. I'm always ready to go. Uh, James, how surprised were the Dolphins about this news today? Guys crying yesterday, and today we get the news that uh, no ACL tear for Ryan. It's it's not that bad. Very very surprised, and it, it's it's interesting because you know Tannehill is already known for his toughness, and it's like the legend of his toughness kind of grows. I mean, it's, it's rare that you see a situation like this. Now, I've covered the league since uh, 2003, so I've been around a lot of teams, seen a lot of major injuries and and locker rooms after those games. And the Dolphins had a similar locker room. Players were somber. They had won the game, but it didn't really feel like a win. Players were already talking about, uh, you know, moving on and, you know, the long rehab Tannehill would have ahead. And the head coach said, you know, that, that their biggest fear was that it was an ACL tear. So that was the expectation. So to come in today, turns out he had a strain of, of his ACL and MCL. Still going to keep him out, probably going to keep him out for the rest of the regular season. Maybe there's a shot that he comes back on, on the playoffs. It's really going to determine the degree of the sprain. But I think the biggest thing, more than anything, is, the difference between a, a, stra- a sprain and a, and a tear is that they won't be that long nine to one, uh, nine months to one year rehab in the off season that Tannehill will have to go through. He should be healthy. Um, I would expect at least by January or February where he can have a full off season and he won't have to go through that grueling rehab that, that a lot of other players um, have had to go through. James, did I thought the Dolphins had a legitimate gripe that a flag should have been thrown because I've seen. Off defensive linemen get pushed in the quarterbacks and hit them low, and the flag comes out automatically. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because uh, you're right. If, if Tannehill was uh, Tom Brady or Drew Brees or some of the other quarterbacks, um, you know, per se, who were known for drawing flags, he probably would have gotten the flag. But um, I've asked several people with the Dolphins, you know, do they think it was a dirty play, things like that, and they've all said uniformly no. I haven't ran into one person who said they thought it was intentional or they thought uh, Calais Campbell's hit. Uh, was dirty, and Adam Gase reiterated today that you know he felt that it was it was a, something that he didn't think Calais Campbell could have avoided the way he was falling into him. Um, he doesn't think he could have changed his direction or, or pulled up or anything uh, with, with that kind of hit. And I'm sure he saw the film, you know, five times over in the last 24 hours. So, um, so yeah, I mean that's pretty much the vibe. They, they didn't think it was a dirty play. Uh, they they weren't sure it could be avoided. But you know, as far as getting the flag, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think if it was another quarterback. Um, you know, might have had a bigger name, or maybe don't. You know, has a, a he doesn't have as much of a toughness reputation. Maybe he would have gotten that 15 yard penalty. It's been really impressive watching in this good run the Dolphins have been on. They've they've been able to weather some really significant injuries. Aside from Tannehill, uh, are there any reserves coming back? Is Kiko going to be available this week? Is any shot Pouncey is going to make it back for this season so they can weather it at all? Um, no for Pouncey this week for sure. Um, he's not going to come back this week. I, I would be surprised if, if he comes back for, for the regular season. Um, you know, this will be his fifth consecutive game uh, that he missed. Kiko Alonso actually today was optimistic in, in the locker room uh, and talking to him. 
he thinks he will be able to play. And I asked him specifically, was it the thumb or the hamstring that kept him out? And he said it was definitely a hamstring. He feels he's ready to play through the thumb injury, um, you know, right now today if they had a game. But it's the hamstring part, especially with his kind of game, which involves a lot of quick switch, uh, a lot of sideline to sideline speed, and a lot of, you know, uh, immediate reaction. He needs to have his hamstring right for him to be able to move. If he's not mobile, if he's not fast and quick, uh, then he doesn't really have as much use uh, on the football field. So they're more optimistic that he can play Saturday, much more optimistic than last week. We'll see uh, if he practices. I-, I think Wednesday and Thursday is going to be more of a telltale sign uh, with Kiko Alonso. But in terms of big picture, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that they would be playing mostly without Mike Pouncey this year, he's only played four games, uh, without Rashad Jones mostly, you know, he's been out for most of the season. Uh, their second-round pick, Xavier Howard, has been out for, uh, since the Bengals game, uh, so for most of the season with him. Um, and now Ryan Tannehill is hurt. If you told me they they would have all those key guys out and they'd still be 85, I would have laughed at you. I'd be really surprised um, that that would be the case. But but this has been one of the more resilient teams that I've covered uh, in my career. James Walker covers the Dolphins for ESPN. You can follow him at James Walker NFL. Joining us here on the ticket, James. I know they're all probably going to say the right thing about uh, Matt Moore over there in Dolphins camp, but in reality. What can we expect for more, and how much kind of uh, tailing down of the offense do they have to do simply because he hasn't played a full game in forever? Yeah, and the truth is Adam Gase doesn't really have a good feel for, for Matt Moore. And I think, you know, this short week of practice, they're going to try to get a better feel for him. But Adam Gase hadn't called plays for him since the preseason. And even in the preseason, they're not running their complete offense. They're doing a vanilla version of, you know, their, what they have in their entire playbook. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a learning process that I think is going to have to take place. We know Matt Moore uh, in terms of watching him in prior years. You know, he's more of a deep ball thrower, more of a gunslinger, not afraid to throw in tight windows. You know, and, and Ryan Tannehill isn't necessarily that kind of quarterback. So there, there's going to have to be some tailoring uh, of the offense. I think they're going to keep everything in play in, in terms of what they can do uh, offensively. But um, some of the play calling might be a little bit different uh, to cater to Matt's strength. You might see a little more deep balls. Um, a little more conservative. I know last, uh, yesterday in the fourth quarter, um, they got pretty conservative. Part of it was because they had a lead. They were trying to hold on to a lead. Uh, but they did have that, that uh, deep ball throw to, to uh, Kenny Stills that did help make the difference and set up that final field goal. So, um, so yeah, I mean, they, they have two different skill sets. I, I think Adam Gase is going to have to spend a lot of time this week uh, sort of studying Matt Moore and learning him a little more um, than, than what he has because he kind of knew Ryan Tannehill, at, you know, like the back of his hand at this point. But, yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be a learning experience this week. James, tell me if this sounds like how the next game's going to play out, regardless of who they play in the next couple of weeks. They're going to try to play. They're going to try to run J.H.I. And they're yep. going to, hey, we're going to run the ball. We don't want to put ourselves, you know, up against it early on in the game. Then the Jets, they play Jets this week, right? The yep. Jets are going to then put eight, nine men in the box and dare Matt Moore to beat them, and then we're going to see – what we have or what we don't. Yeah, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. If the Dolphins can run the ball 40 times this week, if there's any week that they can get away with that, it would be this week. I mean, you have a short week, you have a night game, a road game, a game against a 4-9 team that, that you know isn't very good overall. Um, so, yeah, they're going to try to keep it simple, run the ball, do what they know they can do well, um, as opposed to trying what they're not sure what they can do well, you know, with Matt Moore in there. So, uh, yeah, you're going to find out whether or not Matt Moore can beat the Jets, because the Jets, if they stack nine in a box, are going to have to pass it at some point. But, you know, the good thing for the Dolphins is the deep ball is actually Matt Moore's biggest strength, um, you know, in his arsenal. So, you know, you could see something like that over the top where he could go 
to Devontae Parker or Kenny Stills over the top uh, if they stack nine in the box, eight or nine in the box. He's James Walker, covers the Dolphins for ESPN. James, thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks, James. All right, guys. Always fun. Talk All right. to you soon. Okay. It's James Walker. <laughs> Follow him at James Walker NFL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.